it seems everywhere you turn, there is some kind of cloud hanging over. And that's what I'm talking with people almost every hour of every day. And I'm sure you're feeling the same thing. Interest rates going up, the pandemic was one thing. And then the economic forecast, never mind what is happening in Ukraine, and also uh, the forecast of what is going to happen economically from that. But today, more evidence pointing to this, the International Monetary Fund cutting the forecast for 2023 warning, and here's the quote, the worst is yet to come for the global economy. Rubina Ahmed Hawk, 640 fill in host and personal finance expert, is here to help us out. Rubina, good evening, I think. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Here we go. You know, the International Monetary Fund is not in the business of frightening people. Very stark stark warning. We're hearing more of them. And whether it is a international banking company or whether it is the Fed in the United States and then the Bank of Canada here, it seems there is a campaign out there to let us know. When you see this warning from the IMF, what are you thinking? So I'm thinking what I think any consumer is thinking is how much more expensive is life going to get? How uh, how uh, safe is my job? Um, am I still going to be able to work? Uh, recessions or economic slowdowns are different things to different people. If you don't lose your job and you can afford to pay your bills, and you know, yes, things get more expensive, but you're still making it happen. It doesn't really impact you. But if you're in an industry that is not recession proof, so restaurants, travel and tourism, the entertainment uh, uh, industry, then it does hurt you because all of a sudden you see job cuts, you see less money going into those industries. So there's just not enough shifts to go around or not as many things being produced because there isn't enough money. So that, it means different things to different people, but yes, the worst is yet to come according to the IMF. But really what that means is that we are going to have a, a period of time where the economy is going to feel like it is in disorder. That's the word they use, where it is going to feel like it's, it's, it's a scary idea to go into more debt or to pay that much more for a house. And in some ways we need that to get back to baseline because mm. we've really, really spun out of control. We have. And Rabina, as you talk about all those things, they are what we need, as you say, because we have to bring inflation down. But there are also uh, some people who are going to get a huge wake up call. Psychology is such a big part of economic factors, how people feel, how people think. And even interest rates can at least put people in the mindset that they have to cut back. When we hear these kind of warnings, there's going to be a psychological effect and that could affect investment, even investment in our own businesses as well. So capitulate is the word that you often hear during uh, economic slowdowns when the markets are falling. This is exactly what we saw back in 2008, 2009. So the noise tells you that the market is out of control. We're, we haven't seen the bottom yet. And what do retail investors often do? They sell their investments because they're afraid of losing more money. But as an example, for somebody who is in a position where they have time on their side, if you had even... 
uh, if you had hung on to your investments, say the S&P 500 being a good uh, gauge of the overall economy, of the American economy for sure, even the worldwide economy, and even on March 9th, 2009, when the market would have, was at its lowest, you still would have seen the S&P rise from 831 points to 3,588 today. So what is that? Almost four times what you you know would have seen your investments go up just by having time on your side. So this is when it's important as a personal finance journalist, I, not that I advise people individually, but history will tell you that if you hang on to your investments and trust your decisions that you made and don't try to make quick money, that selling at this time is actually the worst thing that you could do for your portfolio. It's yeah. a different story for those people who have maybe five years to retirement or need that money right away. But if you've got time on your side, it's really important to sort of just silence that noise out. Mm -hmm. And that's a strong principle. I remember in 2008, people really lecturing and it did turn out to be very true. But there's investment in countries and communities. There's new things that are planned. And let's face it, money was cheap, Rabina, and it's not cheap anymore. It could really affect a lot of the new businesses that perhaps we're counting on. Yeah, and the the whole idea. So we're in this really unusual situation where there's all warning signs of a recession here in Canada, in the United States, where inflation is ticking even higher, 8.5% there. So they have to be even more aggressive with their interest rate hikes, which means they could see a deeper and faster recession. Um, and uh, But at the same, si same time, there is a labor shortage. In first yeah. quarter mm -hmm. of 2022, there was almost 1 million jobs vacant in this country. So the companies are still looking for highly skilled individuals. And when I say highly skilled, people often think technical skills or math skills or science skills. No, restaurant industry, travel and tourism, um, soft skills that, you know, just management skills, being able to manage a team is a skill. So all types of different skill sets are in, in need right now. So we might see a recession, Companies may not scale, but they may not lay off at the same time because they don't want to lose these skilled workers because they know that if they go back into the economy, maybe six months later, they might have been poached by somebody else. And so they're worried uh, about, yes, surviving the recession, but then thriving into the future. All right. Final question, Rubina. People have gone through this before. I have. And there is a demographic where this is all fresh to that demographic. And money was there for the taking. They have no history to go back. I guess you could look at that. I mean, this is going to be a very valuable education to people and one that they will never forget. Yeah. So anyone born after 95 really doesn't know a time where money wasn't cheap and markets didn't go up because they would have been about 15 during mm -hmm. the first, the, the last big financial crisis during 2008-2009, or just about 15. Uh, they probably heard it around the dinner table, but it wouldn't have affected their pocketbooks, so to speak. Um, so this is the, and then they would have entered the workforce where it was just yours for the taking. You want some money? You mm -hmm. can borrow. You want a higher wage? You know, especially in the last couple of years where wages have started to pop up a bit, um, you, you could be offered that. So things have been always looking up and the markets have also just had this sort of bull run since, since that 2009 um, low. 
yes, there's been dips, absolutely. Even in February 2020, we saw that really big dip that and markets came back up. So it is a wake-up call. And the best advice that anyone can have right now is to go back to the basics. Live within your means. Save from every paycheck. Don't buy things you can't afford. Don't charge your credit card unless you have the money in the bank to pay it off. It's not about, I'm going to get paid in two weeks so I can pay this credit card off. It's, do I have that $500 right now that I will have when I want to pay this bill off when it comes due? So these sort of basic things that your parents have taught you that people for generations have lived by when it comes to just fiscal responsibility, when it comes to your own personal finances, we have to get back to that. Otherwise, the old rules of just sort of spending and doing minimum payments are really going to get you into trouble. Rabina Amadok, 640 fill-in host and personal finance expert. Wise advice, Rabina. Take care. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, Arlene. I'm Arlene Bynan. This is On Point.